All right, it's Liquid Gold where we do shots. That's right. Shots. All right, it's a springtime edition of shots right here on Liquid Gold. Thanks for joining us today. Is there such thing as an Easter cocktail? Uh, not really. But this kind of family of cocktails might be perfect for spring. Good morning drinks. We're talking about Corpse Revivers. And specifically the Corpse Reviver number two. We're going to talk about that drink today. And also some of the other variations of Corpse Revivers through time. Drinks that go back to the 1870s. While the Corpse Survivor number two, probably the most famous, was uh, really created and uh, honed and then later published at the Savoy, the American bar that is, at the Savoy Hotel in London. So we're going to get into all this history and give you some recipes and then we'll just get out of here. My name's Mike Wolf, your host today. Recovering from a little surgical procedure, so I thought this might be a good one to get into. I could use some reviving, for sure. But uh, doing okay here. Another reason why I thought this this cocktail would be great to feature today is I saw the movie Babylon recently. Total mess of a movie, but has some really good portions, some really good scenes. First hour, very entertaining. I might not pay a ton to see it. If, if I were you, but if you catch it on TV, if it comes on TV, that first hour, super entertaining. And one of the uh, most fascinating things about it in terms of cocktail culture is uh, Brad Pitt's character, uh, Jack Conrad, kind of a Clark Gable-esque um, silent movie star heading into the world of talkies. He's at a bar and he orders, you, I don't even see who he's with really, but he orders about four or five different drinks one of which is a corpse reviver and then gives out all the ingredients, tells the person how to make it. So pretty interesting to have a cocktail like that in the movies. A big star giving you the recipe. Uh, Pretty interesting cocktail lore stuff right there. Check us out. Hit us up on Instagram at liquidgold underscore pod. Email us liquidgoldpod at gmail.com. And check us out at the website liquidgold.show. Got to give a shout out to producer Michael Eads and everybody at We Own This Town, the We Own This Town podcast network. Cranking out great content as always. The music show, probably the flagship show, had some uh, some premieres recently. So premiering some music. As always, check it out, weownthistown.net. All right. The Corpse Reviver family of cocktails really came about as kind of a, a hangover cure, a hair of the dog, if you will. These were the days when people weren't as interested in drinking water to, <laughs> to recover because water wasn't really that safe of a beverage. Cider was more was, was safer, beer was safer, and cocktails arguably were safer. <laughs> but the hair of the dog, that whole idea that you need some hair of the dog the morning after, there is some science to back it up because it kind of backs off the toxicity that you're that you're starting to feel in the morning when you're hungover, but a lot of people go back to the the days of Aristophanes who had this quote, take the hair, it's well written, of the dog by which you're bitten, work off one wine by his brother, and one labor with another. Cook with cook and strife with strife, 
business with business, wife with wife. And that's where the hair of the dog terminology came from thousands of years ago. Now, the first Corpse Survivor is a cocktail that has come back a little bit as the number two got really popular, of which we're going to discuss. And it's definitely the most famous one. It's definitely what he's ordering in the movie. But the number one is a really beautiful like Manhattan variation where you mix cognac with Calvados, which is the French apple brandy, and sweet vermouth. So if you love Manhattan variations and you like brandy drinks, cognac drinks, this is really kind of a fall drink. The Corpse Survivor number two is a great springtime cocktail, and that's why I wanted to talk about it. But the number one is more of a, I would say, fall drink, more of an after-dinner drink. That's what's so strange in that it's kind of the first version of these hair of the dog type cocktails. But for the number one, you basically could do, and this is a stirred drink, just so you know. So we could do one ounce of brandy, one ounce of Calvados or an apple brandy, and half ounce of sweet vermouth. Now, if you're a vermouth fan, God bless you. You could always uh, do equal parts with this one. One ounce brandy or cognac, one ounce Calvados or apple brandy, one ounce of sweet vermouth. The original recipe calls for no bitters, but it might be an interesting experiment for you to see what bitters really do to a drink like this. So they can add a really nice bit of complexity, make the cocktail come off as a bit drier. So I would recommend adding a dash or two of bitters in this one, Angostura, or maybe if you wanted to try some orange bitters in this one, give it a little apples and oranges flavor. That could be good as well. But this is a beautiful, silky, delicious, and really, I think better is like a dessert or after dinner drink. Helps settle the stomach, calm the nerves. But that's, that's a really cool cocktail that I think you'll see probably as, as fall comes closer. I think you'll see that cocktail really come back in a big way over the next uh, year or so. The number two has always been back. It's been back for a long time. But there are also some other interesting ones I want to go through before we get to the number two. So there's a Savoy Corpse Reviver from 1954 that was white creme de menthe, brandy, and fernet. And that would be delicious. I think you could do, say, one and a half ounces brandy, maybe a quarter ounce creme de menthe, quarter to half ounce of fernet, and you got this beautiful mix of sweet and bitter. Um, that would be really cool. And then there's another Corpse Reviver from 1871 in the Gentleman's Table Guide. And that you uh, fill a half, fill a uh, wine glass, which was... Um, the two ounce mix, the two ounce jigger at the time. So you do one ounce of brandy, one ounce of maraschino liqueur, and then two dashes of bitters. It was Boker's back then. That would be probably Angostura now, or you can find a revived, <laughs> speaking of reviving, you can find a uh, revived version of Boker's bitters, I believe on Amazon or online, where they tried to recreate the old Boker's bitters. But that cocktail would be Probably a little sweet. I guess that's a little bit more of a dessert cocktail as well, but would definitely revive the spirit, no doubt. Uh, another one from 1937. This is a corpse reviver that had brandy, orange, and lemon juice, two dashes of grenadine, and topped with sparkling wine. So that sounds delicious, almost like a whiskey sour meets a French 75. You could do maybe one and a half ounces of brandy, 
half ounce orange juice, half ounce lemon juice. And depending on how sweet you want it, I'd say between half to three quarter ounces of grenadine, a good pomegranate juice grenadine. Oh, I can always mention the Liquid Gold book. (laughs) Cheer, the Liquid Gold Holiday Drinking Guide. We've got an amazing pomegranate grenadine recipe in there. So if you need that, check out the book. It's on liquidgold.show, the website. Had to get that in there. Let's see, some other Corpse Survivors. Trader Vic had a really cool version, you know, created the Mai Tai, so you got to give him some credit in the cocktail canon. Created a lot of really interesting drinks, and his book uh, has a ton of recipes through time, through cocktail history. He had a Corpse Reviver where he was basically substituting Swedish Punch for Kina Lele. Swedish Punch was um, fell out of favor and kind of disappeared off the map as a product, but was revived during the cocktail revival of the last 15 years or so. And you can find it. It's basically like a, a rum. It's a sugarcane-based liqueur. It's like a lighter rum with a little bit of spice to it, um, but great for mixing drinks, great for tiki drinks. So he basically, his version, you could do like, three-quarter ounce of gin, three-quarter ounce of lemon juice, three-quarter ounce of orange liqueur, Cointreau, dry curacao, Grand Marnier, whatever you're thinking, and then the three-quarter ounce of Swedish punch. Throw in a dash of absinthe, shake that up, and there you go. You've got Trader Vic's uh, kind of variation on the Corpse Reviver, number two. Okay, now let's get into the big one, the number two that... That you've seen on menus probably over the years. It's a it's the ideal morning cocktail. It's the ideal brunch cocktail. And we gotta say a few things about the book where this recipe came from. The uh, the Savoy cocktail book. Really probably the most important cocktail book of the early part of the 20th century. It was in uh, 1893 that the American bar opened at the Savoy Hotel, started serving American style cocktails. Um, cause they're, they were, they were just clamoring for it in London, high society there and the, the Brits, they really needed to have their American cocktails to feel completely sophisticated. It was in the 1920s that Harry Craddock came to the American bar there in London, brought a ton of recipes with him. He became the head bartender there and was a master of cocktails. And one of his that really has stood the test of time is the Corpse Survivor number two. Quick recipe on it. Three-quarter ounces of gin, three-quarter ounces of lemon juice, three-quarter ounces of orange liqueur or Cointreau, three-quarter ounces of... Now, the old recipe would have been Kina Lele, which was is, is now gone. That doesn't exist anymore. A lot of people substitute Lele Blanc for it, but the two things were so different. So what we're going to say here for this is use Coqui Americano. And we'll get, we'll get into Coqui Americano here in a second and how special it is in cocktails. But yeah, use, use Coqui Americano for this. It's got a really beautiful mix of sweet and bitterness. That's just great for cocktails. And then um, you also need your absinthe. And I like a nice bar spoon of absinthe. I don't like just like a dash or to spray it on the glass. I was talking to a colleague about this recently, and it's like, I want to taste. We both agreed. You want to taste the absinthe in this drink. If people don't like absinthe or they're new to absinthe, you might want to go a little light. But if you love absinthe, this is a great cocktail where you where it kind of sneaks in there but becomes 
a really complex and fascinating drink as you drink it and it warms up and the complexities start to show themselves to you. Really phenomenal. So ideal brunch drink, ideal morning drink. You can serve this at a party. You could batch it, maybe make it almost like a punch. And it's typically served up. And I like a a nice orange twist or orange zest, orange uh, express, orange peel express. And some people like a cherry with this one. But beautiful drink. Absolutely love it. Now about the Koki Americano. So the Kina Lele that was uh, really prominent at the time, Kina Lele was in the Vesper cocktail in the James Bond book, um, the Ian Fleming books. And it was a like a white vermouth that had a little bit of sweetness to it and then also had some bitterness. And since it really fell out of popularity in the 70s and 80s as the cocktails kind of cocktail scene kind of died, died out a little bit, Kina Lele was gone by like 1986. Koki Americano is Italian and is made from a Moscato base. So you definitely taste that kind of sweetness of the Moscato, but there's also some really nicely bitter notes to it. So it's um, it's one of those things that kind of tricks your palate because you, you taste the sweetness right up front and then you get a nice hit of bitterness. goes great with grapefruit juice, orange juice, great with sparkling wine. You know, you can make like a white spritz with it. People use it in white Negronis as the Campari substitute. And there's a ton of different things you can do with it. I know we've talked about it on the show before, maybe haven't highlighted it quite as much. It gets the bitterness from the Sincona bark, key to t- good tonic, and a key ingredient for uh, tonic recipes. And there's also a little bit of gentian in there as well. So a couple of just powerhouse bitter ingredients. And with the Moscato base and plenty of sugar, don't think that Koki Americano is technically very bitter at all to me. It's just a nice little bitter note in there that really a lot of the drinks that are in the Savoy cocktail book, they don't have bitters. I think they were making a lot of Manhattan variations at the time in the, in the, like the 1920s and thirties there in London. Those were really popular drinks, really similar to the Corp Survivor number one, which is kind of interesting. People were drinking, you know, equal parts type of Manhattan variations where you might do like a Martinez riff like gin, one ounce of gin, one ounce of sweet vermouth, and maybe one ounce of orange liqueur, or you know, two ounces of bourbon, maybe a half ounce of maraschino and a half ounce of sweet vermouth. So there were a lot of interesting Manhattan variations that were popular at the time and uh, equal parts cocktails as well. And that's what the Corpse Survivor number two is. So you're essentially three quarter ounce. Gin, three-quarter ounce lemon, three-quarter ounce Cointreau, three-quarter ounce Koki Americano, and then your dash or bar spoon. You could go up to even a quarter ounce if you really like absinthe. Um, So that's shaken, strained, in a coupe. Want to make sure you got that recipe again. (laughs) Okay, now, while I wouldn't recommend necessarily drinking four of these back-to-back-to-back-to-back, that's what Harry Craddock suggested. Uh, In the book, he wrote, to be taken before 11 a.m. or whenever steam and energy are needed. And then he notes, four of these taken in swift succession will quickly unrevive the corpse again. 
So it'll set you right back down if you do that. So um, you want to watch out with that. The classic garnish is a cherry that we mentioned. And if you are looking for a great cocktail book with recipes, tons and tons of recipes from this period, the Savoy Hotel cocktail book by Harry Craddock is pretty amazing. You'll learn a lot. You'll find a lot of drinks that you've never heard of that are just delicious. And it'll probably inspire you to fill out your bar cart a little bit because there are some kind of obscure type of ingredients in some of these drinks in this book, but a phenomenal piece of history. And it must have been a great place to be drinking there between the late 1890s and 1930s there in London, which I was there. All right, that's it for me today. Thanks to everybody at We Own This Town. Thanks to Upright T-Rex Music for the tunes. Jess Hash for the logo. And our producer, Michael Eads. Kenneth will be back soon with more booze news. Lots to talk about. Lots has happened. As we get into garden party season, patio party season, patio porch pounder season. Lots more to come. Check us out at liquidgold.show, and we will see you next time. My name's Mike Wolf, drinking a Corpse Survivor number two, which is true. Liquid Gold. <laughs>